You're listening to Being Jim Davis, Catlock. You know, like Matlock, the detective Matlock, you know, but but it's a cat. My name is John Gibson, and I'm Jim Davis. My name is Christopher Winter, and I am Jim Davis. Christopher, it's May 19th, 1980. We're looking at the 701st ever Garfield comic strip. That's strip yes. number 0701 on 5191980. I started Embarking with just on our one leading century. zero because Sorry, I one. assume that there couldn't be more than 10,000 of these. It seems it seems highly unlikely that Jim Davis will get even up to 1,000 Garfields. I think we're in the home stretch. Probably won't even make it to 800. I feel it in my bones that, look, we could get up to 800. Will we get to 900? Highly dubious. Will we get up to 1,000? Inconceivable. I don't think anyone has ever done 1,000 of anything no. in the history of this world. Wally Sean saying a thing. Mm-hmm. Chris, Speaking of things you feel in your bones, right? could you tell us what happens today in the Garfield strip that we are podcasting about? It would be my pleasure, John. In today's Garfield, the 701st ever, Garfield sings. So that's fun. So, okay. Yeah. All right, we're done. Well, you've been listening to Being Jim Davis. Um, rest of the episode, I guess goes here i mean yeah all right i mean we really are almost done okay (laughs) panel one i mean that's i mean that's that's it you've described everything that happens i mean except for panels one and two okay and a large portion of three yes yeah okay in panel one spoiler alert garfield Um, in panel one, the notion of spoilers for Garfield. Um, Never gets panel, old. Yeah. Panel one. Garfield is sitting at the Arbuckle piano. Um, I think we can take it as read that that's the old Arbuckle piano. Yeah, you we've say it that it way, it sounds before. like an heirloom. Yeah, we've seen it once or twice before. I think of note, the piano bent, either the bench has been jacked up way, way too high, <laughs> such that a cat sitting on it is level with the keys, or the piano itself is sitting in some kind of a trench. We can't tell because the picture is cut off sort of uh, just below the keys. But Chris, the bench Garfield two points is on sitting that. on is like level number with the one, keyboard. Yes. Number one, it could easily be both. Fair. And number two, in my personal headcanon for this episode of Garfield, Mm-hmm. I'm picturing the piano stool as sitting on top of Odie. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, it's not, you know, it's going to be wobbly for sure. It won't be too. Um, well, we, you know, we're just seeing it in, in sound, one instant in yeah. time. I mean, I don't see motion lines, but okay, okay, okay. I, I don't like see. I, I don't see motion lines. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, what I'm saying is that this is a mm. single panel. Okay, it's a. It's a, it's a Static art form. 
I'm not disagreeing with you that panel one is a single <laughs> panel. Right. Okay. Um, so I just, that's part of Garfield's scheme is that it involves putting the piano stool on top of Odie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Garfield is pounding away at a single key on the keyboard. And we've got, I guess it's like a speech bubble for pianos up there above it <laughs> with, um, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven quarter notes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to I stipulate that Garfield is not playing John Arbuckle's favorite song, which is a single eighth note. No, this, this song takes far he's, longer. He's playing, yeah, he's playing it at half speed. <laughs> um, I think the question for us today, John, is which, what note is Garfield playing? It's not clear from the piano speech bubble because there's no clef. We right. don't know if it's treble clef or bass clef or what. Um, he's, he, the note is placed in the uh, top but one space, which would be a C in treble clef. And a, uh, what's that? It's a good old E in bass clef. But there are more mm-hmm. than those two clefs, John. Yeah, no, there it could are be. Num- a, any number of clefs. Yeah, it could, be, it could be an alto clef. It could be a tenor clef. I mean, tenor clef is just a glorified treble clef, but don't get me started on that. <laughs> um, um, we can actually see if we look at the piano itself. See, I would have called tenor clef a glorified alto clef, but go on. But that doesn't make any sense. I mean, tenor clef and alto clef look—they look the same. No, they don't. A tenor. Yeah, they're basically that same like. Oh right. Thing. Right. Okay. It's I, just see, I like, think I think of alto like clef a, as an actual thing, but tenor uh-huh. clef is usually just written as a treble clef with an eight under it. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. Yeah, but you're right. There sense. is it is an actual thing as well. Yeah, it's a thing. I mean, you know what? Six of one, half dozen of the look. We yeah. Can sit okay. Here so all there day. are half a dozen, <laughs> half a dozen tenor clefs in this panel. We could sit here all day uh, discussing the ver- various musical clefs. It's clearly a C because we see Garfield, we see him hitting the key. Um. Oh, wait. I mean, do do we? The, oh, is, is that, that even? A C? No, that doesn't work. It looks like this is a non-standard piano to me. <laughs> This is Henry like Cowell's the, piano. Yeah. The, <laughs> um, it is a... What's the name of the microtonal mystery tour guy? It's uh, his is piano. Is that Harry Parch? No. Uh, Lou John Harrison? Reinhardt? Somebody Reinhardt? Reinhardt. It, look, it doesn't matter. Um, he did the micro mystery tour for years. In, uh, that's, um, that's the Beatles did the no, mystery tour. No, no, no. Tour. The micro mystery tour. Oh. It was a... Yeah, it was it was a humorous play on words. Um, I thought you were talking about Harry Parch because he was the one that invented a lot of instruments and used microtones a lot. I thought. I, I I'm not disagreeing with that. There's only one person that did that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. Fair. Fair. Okay. Um, I want to say Johnny Reinhardt, but I you know I could easily be wrong. Could be Johnny Greenwood. It could. It could be. It's probably Johnny Appleseed. Um, and that's Johnny, all the Johnnies. Johnny, oh, no, Johnny, 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 Johnny Rotten. Johnny Noteseed, leaving John, his quarter notes all over the fucking place. Johnny on the spot. And now that's Johnny all the Johnny come lately. Oh, Johnny Five. Johnny Storm. From, from the movie Short Circuit. 
Johnny Storm from the Fantastic, from the Fantastic Four comics. Four. Yeah. Okay. That's all. Now we've named Chris, all Chris, the Johnnies. Chris, might I add? Uh-huh. Flame on. <laughs> Is that a thing he said? Yeah, okay. that's a thing he said when he turns his flame on. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Does it's a, catch, it's a catchphrase. Say, wait, does he have to say flame on? It's unclear. To turn the flame on? Like, um, is it, I'm just saying, is it voice activated? Yeah. Uh, I mean, no. I guess short answer, reasonable, logical answer, no. No. Actual and answer, no. if it is voice activated, does it respond to other people's <laughs> voices or just his? Because just, that would be very inconvenient. Is there, well, there's no need to pose that question because I answered the first question. I wasn't sure it was a definitive answer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, Chris, I'm, I'm the... taking a hard stance here and now uh-huh. on the human torch. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> it's not clear to me what note Garfield is playing. I think the obvious guess is C, but that piano is... The piano is weird, and the staff in the piano speech bubble doesn't have a clef so you know we may never know garfield is um he's banging away with his left paw and his right paw is like i like that it's like up to his Mm -hmm. head like he's sort of scratching his chin like he's thinking carefully possibly wondering what the fuck note is playing on that piano (laughs) and that's panel one uh yeah I think there's more to say about this, but I want to I want to return to it later on and view it in the fullness <laughs> of the entire strip. Okay, then. So I'm going to move on to panel two. Uh huh. Panel two features Garfield. Mm-hmm. Big surprise. Yep. Traveling, traversing through mm-hmm. the household mm-hmm. from left to right. That's stage right to stage left. Thank you. Uh, and we have motion lines. Behind Garfield's buttocks and mm-hmm. tail. Motion lines aplenty. I, you know, I, I would actually argue that there are, in, in, there's an insufficient number of motion lines. Um, well, Garfield, I've always been more of a minimalist. What I did you. not mention was that Garfield is suspended in the air. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's hovering. He's hovering. He's either like just hovering across the floor slowly, which is what it looks like to me. Mm-hmm. Or he's running very quickly, in which case I would expect to see one of those gigantic, oh, bold like motion lines. lines that he yeah. does. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, then I think we can take it as read that he is slowly hovering across the floor. <laughs> I don't know why you find that so difficult to... Uh... <laughs> Look, panel two is wholly unnecessary. I don't find this it could difficult. Have been, I just this described could have it. Been a, this could have been a two-panel strip quite easily. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a controversial stance, and I'm gonna disagree with you mm-hmm. and side with old Jimmy D here. I think, uh-huh. I think you need that middle panel for the rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know, panels one and three got the melody. Yeah, you need the rhythm. No, I'd, no. I don't. No, it. I. I don't care. I thought enough that was pretty argue. good. No, it's. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Panel three, Garfield is outside on top of a fence, silhouette against the... Are you looking up the uh, phases of the moon right now? Nope, nope. Looking up a list of famous people named Johnny. John, we totally forgot about Johnny Cash. I I don't forget about Johnny Cash. Johnny Depp. 
I, d- I, le- I left him out out of respect. I didn't know there was a Johnny Spillane. Huh. Okay, no, go on, go on. You, you, you start talking, and I'll just continue saying people named Johnny. I mean, that's that's what's going to happen anyway. So. Uh-huh. so Garfield is saxophonist Johnny Hodges. So uh, is in silhouette against what is intended to be the moon, but it's obviously not because, mm-hmm. as we learned yesterday, I think. Mm-hmm. As this goes to press, uh, uh-huh. that uh, the moon was not full at this point in 1980. Uh, yeah, yeah. There, there should not be a full moon uh, for the 19th of May. Right. So, so he's silhouetted against someone holding up a big yellow. It could piece be a weather construction balloon. paper. It's probably a weather balloon. And he's singing. He's singing a single note on a staff, and it is the same note. Mm-hmm. If the staff, if the clef, if is the, the clef is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, could same be a, note, could same be, time yeah. signature. Could be a movable clef. Could be, yeah. Could totally be a movable clef. Yeah. Um, John, I'm not, I'm not too crazy about this one. I'm anxious to hear what it is you have to say still about panel one now. But I do wish <laughs> to point out, I think the saving grace of today's strip is that the art in panel three is honestly quite good. Garfield and the Fence are in silhouette. Um, Garfield's framed very nicely in the um, enigmatic, anomalous, non-moon, whatever that thing is behind him. Um, I think I think panel three is very well rendered. Is it funny? No, but it's uh, it, it it's good art. How about the fence? The top of the fence there. You got the uneven. Yeah, I like that a lot. Tops. Yeah, I like it gives that. Gives really. it a real yeah. alley cat singing about fish kind of a feeling. Mm. So you think this is a tone poem about fish? Well, yeah, I think we can take that as read. Oh, look, it's definitely a tone poem. <laughs> I think we both agree that it's a tone poem. I th- I'm not surprised that we agree. Um, <clears throat> all right, so the joke here, mm-hmm. such as it is, is that uh, Garfield is uh, is trying to find the right pitch. Yeah, that's that's but clearly. The- he doesn't own a pitch pipe. Yeah. So he had to play Boy, the note did, on the piano. Boy, if he did, that would save him a lot of trouble. He wouldn't have to, of... like, go inside mm-hmm. constantly to refresh his pitch. Yeah. I think, okay, the one thing we really learn from today's strip that we didn't already know about the Garfverse is this is, I would say this is definitive proof that Garfield does not have perfect pitch. And so that's a little something we know now. Well, I... Is that piano perfectly tuned? I I don't imagine John Arbuckle being someone who keeps his piano in tune. No, no. But if Garfield had perfect pitch, he wouldn't need to check the the tone on the piano before going out to sing, right? He could just sing whatever whatever note he wants. Yeah, but he could have perfect pitch and still intend to be in tune with the piano and not the absolute pitch. That's a that's, ridiculous argument, and yeah, I retract that's it. An, that's an absurd, absurd situation. Because <laughs> if he knows that his audience is expecting him to be in tune with the piano. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, also, maybe, oh, John. maybe the cellist who has yet to arrive mm-hmm. has tuned previously with the Arbuckle piano, and Garfield knows that. Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's heard the piano before, so he knows what it sounds like. Well, not and if it changes. I mean, Chris. He I would mean, only need to play the note once, not 11 <laughs> times. Okay, I'm not going to disagree with that. 
but what I will say is that the temperature fluctuations, the changes in pressure, I mean, like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I mean, piano is not going to stay in tune from day to day. No, that's true. Certainly yeah, not a it, piece of shit family Arbuckle heirloom. I mean, plus all the supernatural uh, phenomena that's they're going around there. Mm, yeah, you Could think easily you be think, an uh, evil spirit in there? Yeah, you think John's piano is possessed? Do you think there's an evil spirit in his piano? I think there's a very reasonable chance there is, John. All right. Well, we'll probably never know definitively. Well, no, I'm sure. I'm sure you won't take that back. Uh, <clears throat> So we're done. We're done with this one, right? I felt like you had something more you wanted to say about panel one, but if you don't, I'm happy for us to be finished. It wasn't really about panel one so much as just the. the... <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. No, go on. Let's hear. Let's hear your. Let's hear your tangential, well, off-topic. It in in light in light of the entire three act structure of today's trip, uh-huh. it's clear. Yeah. It's clear what he's doing in panel one. He's he's testing his his pitch. He's trying to find right. he's trying to find a note. Uh-huh. Right? Right. Uh I'm not sure that this is the way to do that. Hit that facial expression, the way he's he's just like pawing his cheek. Mm-hmm. It looks to me like he's composing. Oh. I think he's trying to he's trying to figure out how the song should go. And obviously that's not the case. Because of the, you know, now I've read the strip. But but mm. if he were trying to find a pitch, I would expect him to be vocalizing. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Trying to match play, it, you know, like listening. It, like, and ah, then he'd sing ah, it. Ah, he'd play it and maybe then he'd sing one it. finger covering his ear hole, you know. That's a really good point. He'd play it and then he would sing it. Um, but that would have yeah, ruined the, um, the rhythm of it. I guess he could be composing... Yeah, maybe he's writing the song in panel one. It's a pretty shitty song. It is. It is. Well, you know, every song in the Garf verse is just one note, apparently. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> anyway. You've been listening to Being Jim Davis. It's like a podcast for people who don't like podcasts, you know? can support the show by leaving us a review on itunes or the podcatcher of your choice if you would like to explain that tagline to us you can write us at explain this tagline at beingjimdavis.com you can also visit our twitter which is at beingjimdavis we are also on facebook thanks are we yeah okay well check that out check that out why don't you And thanks. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.